Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh. My name's Morgan. Uh, and this week, uh, after a little uh, unplanned sort of, not exactly a break, we, we, we had a bit of a surprise announcement uh, a couple of weeks ago, as some of you may remember. Uh, so we did an emergency episode very quickly and we, and we didn't do one the week after because we kept that in the slot. So yeah, it's been a little while since the news broke that uh, Jodie Whisker and Chris Chibnall are leaving. Uh, so obviously since then, everyone's been saying, you know, what's next? Who's going to be the next Doctor? Uh, but we're much lamer than that. Uh, so we've been wondering who's going to be the next showrunner. Um, because, well, I mean, Morgan, you wrote about this online. You know, sometimes the showrunner is, you know, much more important to the show in terms of changing it, right? I th- I would argue, and indeed did argue, in an article you can read on RadioTimes.com, that the choice of showrunner is more important, I think, than than choosing the next actor um, to play the Doctor, which is, of course, massively important. But don't forget, the whoever the new showrunner is will, if not have, you know, sole say, they will certainly probably have to have some say in who the next doctor is um on top of you know, forming um a writing team hiring a production designer hi- hi- hiring um makeup artists hiring uh, a casting director so everything comes from the showrunner at least in the way the show is, is is set up at the moment um so for me like it's the most important job in terms of uh where the creative direction of the show is, is going to go next Definitely. I mean, it's, it's everything, right? Like, as much yeah. as, you know, it, it often the face of it, the Doctor changing is a huge public-facing change. You know, they're yeah. just reading what the showrunner writes. You know, like, Jodie Whittaker's Doctor under Stephen Moffat would have been very different from Jodie Whittaker's Doctor under, you know, Chris Chibnall. Although I'm sure there would have been similarities. You know, it's a whole different ball game. So, obviously, you know, everyone's been talking about this. Who could be the next showrunner? You know, you have the usual... I think Michaela Cole must stand pretty uniquely as someone who has been cited for both the Doctor and... Oh. The showrunner, yeah. like, and you know what? Maybe a real auteur series where it's Michaela Cole as both. That'd be great. But you know, there are some names that people have been uh, throwing around, and we thought it might be fun to kind of go through some of them and whether we thought they were, you know, plausible, what they could bring, things like that. Uh, so, Morgan, I don't. Do you have any names to start off with? I think we should probably start with. We were talking about this beforehand. We have like sections, and we have like a plausible section. You know, like people who, you know, people who it would like not be not be surprising, I guess, in a way, or people who are kind of associated with Doctor Who, I guess, is, is, is yeah. maybe that? So, yeah, so we're not, we're, not only are we nerdy enough to be discussing this topic at all, but um, <laughs> we've also divided our potential candidates into subcategories. Um, so, no, so we thought we'd start off by talking about uh, the, so the, the, the feasible figures uh, for the showrunner role who have some past association with Doctor Who. And these are the names that tend to come up uh, a lot around about this time. And a lot of them came up um, there's some there's some new names in there, but a lot of them came up when Chris Chibnall actually got got the job, sort of post Stephen Moffat. I mean, Moffat was pretty much the the heir apparent, wasn't he, in the Russell yeah. Davies era? It was it was never really it never really felt like I don't think it was ever really discussed that it was going to be anyone but him. But things sort of opened up a little bit post um, the Moffat era, and it was who is it going to be? And a lot of these names came up, and they've come up again. So it's names like uh, Mark Gatiss, uh, Toby Whithouse. Uh, and Peter Harness as well, actually. Those are the names that came up before and have come up once again. The, the sort of holy trinity of, uh, of, of Doctor Who fandom. And the interesting thing with those guys is, um, obviously none of them have written for the current Jodie Whittaker era of Doctor Who, and they've all gone on to do other stuff. But I kind of hadn't quite clocked this at the time, but looking back, Chris Chibnall hadn't written for Peter Capaldi and hadn't actually written for Doctor Who for about four years 
when he was brought on. In, he was announced in 2016. Obviously, he started later than that, but he announced in 2016. His last episode had been uh, The Power of Three in 2012, I think that was. Um, yeah, because that was an Amy Pond story and she left in, in yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, so yeah, um, basically, it doesn't, they're not ruled out. I'd kind of in my head ruled them out. I was like, oh, you know, they've moved past it. But actually, you know, you could have said the same for Chris Chibnall. He'd gone off, part of the reason he hadn't written anymore is he'd gone off and made Broadchurch, which started uh, in 2013, I think. And, you know, that was such a big hit. And then you come back. And, you know, you can look at, like, someone like Toby Whithouse has done other stuff since his last Doctor Who episode, which was The Lie of the Land. But, you know, there's nothing to say the BBC couldn't bring him back. I mean, like you said, he's got, um, he's written loads of episodes across different eras of Doctor Who. Uh, well, modern Doctor Who. Um, he does have that showrunner experience because he did being human for years. Um, and obviously he's done noughts and crosses more recently. Although I don't think he was a showrunner for that in the end, but he worked behind the scenes of it quite a lot. Um, and then obviously you say, you know, Mark Gatiss, who's written more episodes of Doctor Who than anyone except the showrunners. Um, and, you know, has, you know, done films. He's done, you know, sort of docudramas. He's, you know, done a docudrama about Doctor Who. He's been in Doctor Who a couple of times. Like you could see it happening. Um, but my, 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 my sort of one sort of like con for them both is that they both feel a bit like obvious, if you know what I mean. Mm. Like, I mean, not obvious in terms of like, if they were announced, I think I'd be like, oh, cool. But Margaret especially, I feel like he might not want to do it in terms of, I can imagine him wanting to be a bit more idiosyncratic with his creative choices going forward. And I'm just sort of like, would he come and like be boss of Doctor Who and have to be that kind of like tied into something for so long? Um, I don't know. I've rambled on for a bit there. I mean, what do you think about them? I no, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think they feel like. I think Mark Gate is Toby Whithouse, Peter Harness, those three names. I didn't mention. They Peter feel Harness, like. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> and, and Peter Harness as well. Yeah, I think. I think they feel like safe choices. Now, that's not necessarily mm. to say they'd be bad choices at all. I think you know they could all make a, a really good stab at it. Um, but I think because they're they're established with the show, they're established um, writer producers. They feel like they feel like safe choices. It's sort of like the same names that come up to play James Bond. Yes, um, I if, get what you mean. If, or the doctor, <laughs> or indeed the doctor. Yeah, if um, it, it, you know, if I, I, I can't, if um, I don't know, Patterson Joseph, for example, was cast as the next doctor, you'd be like, oh, okay. If it was yeah, Chris sure, Marshall, <laughs> well, no, I'd have a very different reaction there. No, but if it was, if it was someone like I don't know, Patterson Joseph, he'd go, great, great casting, but not a huge surprise. He feels like the sort of person you might expect mm. to be cast as the Doctor. And similarly, these these names have been thrown around a lot because they feel um, like 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 sensible choices. They are they are associated with the show. Yes, as you said, as you pointed out, they're kind of more associated with the the old guard of Doctor Who, if you like. But then so was Chris Chibnall when he became yeah. showrunner. They're all established um, writer producers. They're all sort of credible um, choices. But that does, you know, that's not to say that they will be um, who the BBC opts for, especially if, um, you know, maybe maybe the BBC is looking to do something different. Maybe it's looking to go slightly more left field um, with with its choice. Maybe it's even looking to uh, dismantle the the showrunner approach entirely. We're all assuming that there'll be um, another kind of head writer producer. Uh, big boss who takes control of Doctor Who, but that's sort of something that came along. You know, Doctor Who always had always had producers and, and script editors. It was, it was very separate back in the day. And then this whole notion of the showrunner, um, Doctor Who having a showrunner, only really came along with with Russell T Davies because 
because he was a writer producer and he could be that kind of soul that auteur that kind of soul creative vision for the show um but maybe that's not how it'll work going forward we don't know but if it were to work that way i think those three gents would all um be sensible choices i'm sure mark gates would hate to be described as a, as a sensible choice for, for anything but uh that's just how i feel I guess the, the, you're totally right about the show and I think, I mean, it's worth noting that in the press release announcement, they said the next or the new generation of Doctor Who will mm. be announced, you know, in due course. But they didn't say the next showrunner will be announced in due course. Although I think Chris Chibnall said he wanted to take over. I don't know, it, like we could be splitting hairs there. But one thing I would say as well, though, is like when we're talking about cast casting and new doctors and stuff, you're like, you sometimes are like, don't want to go for the safe choice. You know, they'd want to go a bit left field. I feel mm. like that's relatively low risk. Whereas if you've got, you know, someone has to take over this huge franchise that is 10 months out of the year filming. You're, you know, writing, you're kind of producing, you're running everything, assuming that is the model that they want to keep going with. It is, you kind of do need someone who's a bit more proven in the field. Like I, I saw some people suggesting, oh, the sort of people come up will be the names you won't expect, you know, people who haven't come up yet. And I'm like, I don't know with Doctor Who, it's not like a new drama. It's, it's kind of got this legacy. It's important. Like you kind of, you, you know, you can't drop the ball. And with that in mind, it's kind of like, and Chris Chibnall made sense, not just because he'd written Doctor Who, but because he had written a really big hit, you know, like Broadchurch. So he kind of had that background as well. He was used to kind of keeping secrets and things like that. And to be fair, I'm not quite sure, like, if these three kind of would quite fit that, if you know what I mean. Like, they've all been very successful, obviously, but I'm not sure if uh, maybe being human a bit, you know, I mean, look at the stars of being human and what they've gone on to do. But um, I'm not quite sure if any of them would quite fit that sort of scale of it. In which case, you know, we could possibly look at like people who have had really, really big shows and haven't worked on Doctor Who because, you know, Russell T. Davis hadn't really worked on Doctor Who before he did Doctor Who because it didn't exist. And like, we shouldn't necessarily rule people out. Um, so we should talk about that a bit. Although we should first talk about as well, like um, while we're talking about people working on Doctor Who, there obviously have been like newer people, people who've come up more recently or, you know, not even that more recently, but who maybe aren't as obvious as those three guys. Because we have some other people on the list, do we not? So, I mean, other names that have been thrown around um, by, by fans, um, Pete McTeague, um, who you know has written for the show uh, recently, and is also again, he's you know he's a sort of um, established writer producer mm. potentially. You know, he, he feels like a bit more of a left field choice, maybe. Um, he's also Mike a huge Bar fan. He's a huge. He's fan. A, yeah. a massive, a massive Doctor Who fan. Which again, there's that argument of, I think there's been a bit of an argument of people. There's people saying the next showrunner shouldn't be a fan. Um, and I'm not saying that I, I agree. I agree and disagree with that. I don't think that, uh, you know, you should hire someone who dislikes Doctor Who or knows nothing about Doctor Who. Um, but I do think you should hire, um, someone who's like a great writer producer first and a Doctor Who fan second. I don't think being, being a Doctor Who fan is the number one qualification for this, for this job. Um, but if you are a massive Doctor Who fan and an established writer producer like Pete McTeague, you know all the better for it why not um yeah. <laughs> mike, mike, Bar mike bartlett yeah mike bartlett is a name i've, I've seen thrown around like he's, he's he's written um a, a couple episodes i think of doctor who um i'm trying to he remember if it's one or two i think he just did one i think he just did knock knock was it just knock knock i was trying to remember um and he, again you know he's um created the likes of um you know dr foster and it and it's spin-off um life so he he's got it kind of he's written for doctor who but he's also known as someone who kind of kind of shepherd these big tv drama drama hits 
Um, and then you've got um, Sarah Dollard as well, who um, has written some very popular Doctor Who episodes and has actually worked as a producer on uh, Bridgerton on Netflix recently. So again, um, these are names that kind of feel a little bit more left field. They aren't coming up quite as regularly as the kind of the holy trinity, if you like, of, of, of Gatiss and, uh, and Whithouse and Peter Harness. Um, but they're certainly kind of cropping up here and there. Fans are mentioning these names uh, here and there. And Vinay Patel as well, I've seen a few people mention, because he's written obviously two episodes, Demons of the Punjab and Fugitives of the Jadoon. I'd say he's probably of the kind of new era writers, the most consistent in terms of what people think of what he's written. Um, and obviously yeah, I... he wrote a big kind of arc episode as well, which is, you know, unusual, but there's that. My, my thought is, I, I'm not saying that I necessarily think, I don't think um, he's likely to kind of uh, get the job because I don't know what kind of, you know, experience he has. I mean, this is horrible. If you're listening, you're a wonderful writer and we love you loads. Um, so this is purely academic. <laughs> Um, no, I, 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 I think no, that's the thing. I think there are lots of people. Um, I think I think the sort of the producer side of writer producer yeah. is like so crucial to this. Like and and Vinay Patel is a terrific writer, uh, but you know, brilliant writer. And Mallory Blackman is another name I've seen, I've seen sort of uh, suggested. Both of them, brilliant, you know, writers slash authors slash playwrights, fantastic. Um, but I'm not sure they have the right kind of experience necessarily to take on, again, this kind of a big boss mastermind role where you're overseeing every aspect of production. And like, yeah. that's no criticism of them to say they might not have um, the breadth of experience that is that is necessary for a role like that. Now, again, were they to dismantle that kind of showrunner approach and not, and not continue with that model, were you just looking for a head writer um, who would work with a producer or a direct or a series director in some way, like in tandem, Vinay Patel could be a really solid choice. But I think yeah. in terms of the showrunner um, role, maybe he doesn't quite tick every box that you'd that you'd need. I mean, you could look at it a little bit like um, on his Dark Materials, the way you have Jack Thorne kind of does head up the writers and is like the sort of main writer. But Jane Tranter, obviously, who also helped make Doctor Who back in the day, is very much like a creative force behind it as well and does mm -hmm. look after the, the, the that sort of practical production side as well and like you could maybe see something similar I mean also you know you throw Jack Thorne in there he hasn't written with Doctor Who so he doesn't quite fit in this section but I think he'd be good I mean he's obviously he's written he's written sci-fi quite a lot and fantasy and I mean he'd fit it in he'd probably fit it in on his spare weekend when he's not written his eight <laughs> other his eight other dramas or films that he's releasing that year yeah no I, I think that's a neat segue to people who are you know, credible candidates for being mm. um writer producers who haven't necessarily um worked on Doctor Who and don't have any association with it because Jack Thorne is again is a name that's come up in that yeah okay he's not written for for Doctor Who and he is very busy but still seems to find time to write about 12 other other shows and plays um but he yeah his dark materials is like a, a really great kind of um yeah it's got a bit of that kind of Doctor Who vibe to it it's a it's a family adventure fantasy series it's really really good um you know he's a name that's been been thrown up I think mostly because because of that could he be could he be um you know an interesting pick and also um Sally Wainwright is another name that's 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 come up um clearly like a very very experienced and successful um writer producer you know and in particular has worked with the BBC on a number of big hits. So um, you've got like Last Tango in Halifax and uh, and, and uh, Happy Valley and, and, and Gentleman Jack, um, these huge drama hits with, with the BBC. Um, no direct sort of sci-fi um, fantasy uh, credentials, 
but as you say, Russell T Davies didn't have. Yeah, you know, and if and if you look at things like Last Tango, and you can kind of see like you could imagine that kind of if they were looking to go back to the kind of Russell T Davies style era, you could imagine mm. that kind of that sort of family dynamic stuff that she does so well, even in Happy Valley, you know, that's so much more about the dynamics between the characters yeah. and like the family than it is about, you know, solving the crime or whatever, although that's obviously part of it. And yeah. um, same with Gentleman Jack. And you feel like you sort of import that into Doctor Who and you can see how that might work. I guess the, the obviously the, you've written about this, but the, the main downside is that she is writing a series for Disney plus at the moment. Um, yeah. So you imagine she's a bit yeah. busy, but yeah, you she know. <laughs> You know, ne- you never know. She's writing, yeah. So she's writing a series uh, for Disney Plus set in the 18th century about a female highwayman, which sounds great, um, or highwaywoman, I guess. Um, but uh, so, and you know, of course, the the thing you'll get thrown back at you then is, well, you know, Stephen Moffat did Doctor Who and Sherlock at the same time. It's possible to balance two true, shows. True. Yes, yes, theoretically. Although I think Stephen Moffat has said that like it's not a good idea to do that. Like <laughs> it almost like drove, drove him mad. Also. Yes, two different shows, but they were both for the BBC. Would mm. Sally Wainwright be able to take on showrunner responsibilities for you know two two rival broadcasters? Yeah, and also they were both massive shows for the BBC, so the, it kind of was like the BBC benefited kind of from him. Having yeah, they would probably have gone some way to to accommodate him and to and to work around his schedule and that that type of thing. The uh, yeah, Sally Wainwright again, no no sci-fi or fantasy credentials on paper, but again, Russell T Davies had written some um, some Doctor Who novels, but he didn't have. And he'd written actually some CBBC series. Now I come to think of it, you know, like um, Dark Season and so on. But he wasn't necessarily known as a, no, as a exactly. sci-fi sci-fi writer, nor is she. That said, um, something else I've, I've I've written about, which you can read now on RadioTimes.com. Um, she did have a, a kind of a brush with um, a fantasy adventure series in the Doctor Who mold. Uh, that being Robin Hood, which was one of the uh, I think the first series that was produced by the bbc in the wake of yeah. um the sort of surprise success to a degree of, of the 2005 doctor who revival they i don't think anyone quite expected it to be as big a hit as it was and then it was quickly like well people like this let's do more fantasy adventure series for families on a saturday night and so you had robin hood and, and merlin and itv tried to get in on the game with you know primeval and we won't talk about demons, but you know there was that whole. And it was Atlantis. Whole... Who could forget Atlantis on BBC? At- Atlantis. Uh, I try. No, that's that's <laughs> that's not true. I quite liked Atlantis actually. Um, but uh, but yeah, so there was there was this big uh, you know influx of those types of shows, those shows that were clearly modelled and like openly modelled on post two thousand and five Doctor Who, and Robin Hood was one of them. And when it came to the end of its third series, um, Sally Wainwright was apparently in line to take over as showrunner. Um, and she said to the stage that um, she was going to take over as head writer for a fourth series of Robin Hood. And actually, she was looking specifically to model it more on, even though the show had, had kind of been spawned by, by Doctor Who and the renewed interest in that, she said, I want to make it more like Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who. I want the, the quality really of the, the quality, she said, the quality of the scripts, the quality of direction. The BBC, she basically said, the BBC are hiring me to make it more like Russell T. Davies' Doctor Who. That's what they want. Um, and it never happened. You know, BBC ultimately opted to cancel Robin Hood after three series, so her Robin Hood never happened. But clearly, and again, this was nine years ago, so maybe her, um, you know, her passions, her where she wants to de- dedicate her energies have changed. But certainly, like back then, she was keen to take on a role similar to Doctor Who showrunner. She was, you know, she was keen to showrun a, a fantasy adventure series that would air on Saturday nights on BBC One, a show that was of the Doctor Who ilk. Um, so actually she may be like a more fitting candidate than she might seem on paper. 
Definitely. I mean, to be honest, the thing I, I, I didn't know that that detail about her wanting to make Robin Hood more at Doctor Who. Um, and as you've talked about it, the more I've been thinking, yeah, this, I could see how that would work. Like, obviously, it's like Doctor Who is, is a sci-fi show, but it's kind of more like uh, everyone I've interviewed about writing for Doctor Who, which I did do a few times, has said it's about kind of it's a show about characters and it's a kind mm. of like a, a show about, you know, adventures it's not necessarily a sci-fi show in that traditional mm. sense like you know you obviously it sounds dark because there's monsters and spaceships and stuff but you know what i mean it's you know it depends how you approach it and the, the key thing about her i think is that like the sort of stature she has is such that like she does feel like a ross davis or a chris chibnall or a stephen moffat in terms of like she's the sort of person who gets shows made kind of mm. on her name alone it wouldn't feel like a kind of downgrade if sally wainwright come in you'd be like oh wow this is actually great how exciting and you feel like that's really what the bbc must be like worried about if they're looking around for showruns at the moment or indeed if they you know if they already picked one and they just haven't announced it yet um you know it's like you kind of want someone good and exciting and with sally wainwright obviously it would be nice for it not to be a man um just just to shake things up a bit uh and you know i feel like sally wainwright could have a really good perspective you've got me enthused about the idea now of sally wainwright doing it the trouble is though if she did it everyone would be like why don't you just do happy valley instead <laughs> <laughs> we're still waiting for series three it's gonna take even longer now i've always no i've ever since i i, I found out that little nugget about mm. robin hood i've always been really intrigued and I've, I've i've always thought she would if you did want to go for someone who's not necessarily part of the established you know mm. the who pack um then she would actually be a really interesting choice someone who clearly does have a passion for those types of stories but also is 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 famed is applauded for really like grounded character based mm. drama like it does feel like you might get back to something similar to a, a Russell T Davies type feel that you know the golden era of doctor who well yeah and also um, she's done historical stuff and you know a lot of stuff that's about like you know like more modern attitudes in a historical setting like gentleman mm -hmm. jack or not more modern attitudes but you know what i mean uh, and to walk invisible which um, i i went on set for actually and i met her and she was very nice as well um uh, it rained a lot it was in yorkshire <laughs> um but yeah no I, I could definitely see how that would work um so there you go uh, that, 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 that's that's a candidate um we should also say we talked about you know people who uh, coming in from the outside. Uh, the most interesting candidate, I think, uh, that people have been talking about is, mm. uh, uh, I've got to try and pronounce this right, J. Michael Straczynski. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think that's right. Yeah, so um, he is, uh, what, what, what did he make? Was it Stargate he made? Babylon 5. Babylon he was creator 5. Of, yeah, creator of Babylon 5. Um, and he he put he he put his name out there. He's like he's he's like look, I'm throwing my hat in the ring. He said uh, he said on Twitter, I don't know. He was responding to a fan question. In fairness, he didn't just come out of nowhere and say this. Like a fan said, you know, would you be interested? And he said, I don't know if the BBC would ever consider an American to show run Doctor Who, uh, but if so, I would be there in a heartbeat. Well, technically two heartbeats. <laughs> I knew you were so going to say that. Yeah, but he you know he knows his stuff. Does does uh, does J Michael Straczynski? Um, but yeah, so that that's you know. <sighs> I'd I'd find it unlikely that someone who came out that openly and said, yeah. um, well, I want to do update? it. Have What's you seen the, the update? The update is Oh he's got he's... the job. Hey, yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, he's a sheriff. No, <laughs> um, he, he put on Twitter that um he basically said his agency is gonna ask about it and he asked who he should contact at the BBC. Um, so he's like, anyone got any emails, basically? Um, which is traditionally how they recruit the showrunners, I think. They just see who emails <laughs> in. Uh, not, no, not sort of be mean, but like uh, yeah, no, I think. <laughs> to be honest, with him, and also, you know, not explicitly, but we've also seen Peter Harness, who we mentioned earlier, also has, he's tweeted a couple of slightly cryptic things, which people mm. have taken to be 
oh, this is him thinking maybe I should go for the Doctor Who job. We don't know if that's exactly what it is. But in both cases, I'm kind of like, I feel like if the BBC were currently picking a showrunner or already had picked a showrunner, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like talking about it on Twitter, if you know what I mean. Like, as in, I, I mean, feel like... Who knows? You've got to respect knows? the hustle, I guess. You've got to, uh, maybe, the, yeah, maybe they'll be, they'll be like, oh, we never thought of that person. Maybe, yeah, maybe they'd be great at it. There's, you know, the guy who's playing uh, Shang-Chi in the new Marvel movie. True. He, 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 he literally tweeted, hey, Marvel, when are we going to talk about Shang-Chi? And then, like, I think a, a year later was like, hey, turns out. It's me. Um, I got the, I, yeah, I got the job. It worked. Um, so you never know. Don't, don't rule it out. Although someone who has ruled it out, I'm really nailing the segues today, oh, yeah. Neil Gaiman, of course, yes. which is another, another name. He keeps, um, you know, people keep um, bringing him up as someone who has of course written for Doctor Who, written a couple of episodes, um, and also particularly more recently has established himself as a as a television writer and producer. Um, but I think he's the pretty much the only person who's come out and said, I am not, I am not interested. Um again, well, he basically responding. said he, he said he was spoken for, didn't he? Because he's making Good Omens 2 and Anansi Boys for Amazon yeah. and Sandman, obviously. Sandman uh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't think he's showrunning, but I think he is pretty involved in it, and I think he is showrunning the other ones. Um, I think Neil Gaiman is, again, like Jack Thorne, I don't think he's got much time left in his schedule. Although he did say that he'd <laughs> love to come back and write more like one-off episodes. Which he did, cool. yeah. He, well, he said, yeah, he said he was spoken for, which, yeah, he's very busy schedule. But he did also say, I'd much rather write an episode of Doctor Who than showrun several seasons. So it does sound like even if the opportunity was there, he'd rather be, That's the, you know, the, the, write, the writer of the week who pops in and writes an episode when he's got a great idea than, than showrunner. So he's kind of ruled himself out on, on two levels. And I, I think can see why people thought of him, though. Like, he has a logical choice in terms of, obviously, he wrote two episodes, one of which was really good. Um, and um, uh, yeah, I, lo I love Nightmare and Silver too. Oh yeah, um, so good. Um, and yeah, but no, he obviously he wrote one of like the best Doctor Who stories ever, and he's an amazing writer. And he has you know run a series starring David Tennant um, and yeah. another series. So you know it's uh, not it's not ridiculous that people thought of him. Starring David Tennant and Michael Sheen, who recently won a RadioTimes.com readers poll of who should be the next Doctor. So if he could, if he could bring Michael Sheen along with him, no, I think he feels like a more credible candidate actually now. Like when he wrote for Doctor Who, when he, especially when he wrote like The Doctor's Wife, and he hadn't written a ton for television. I don't think at that point it was like, well, yeah, that was a great episode, but this is the thing I keep saying, like just being able to write a great episode of Doctor Who, that's definitely an, uh, like a skill, but it's not the only skill you need to be showrunner mm. that's the skill you need to be a great writer of doctor who like there are so many other things you need to be good at to be showrunner um whereas now like he is he it's pretty much his his day job seems to be um you know showrunner on on these various adaptations of his work like like you said like a nancy boys and good omens um so now he he feels like a, a credible candidate just in time to rule himself out and say i'm too busy because <laughs> i'm doing because i'm doing other stuff i'm doing all this other stuff that um means i can't do it um so yeah, it would have been a would have been a, a, an interesting choice. Would have again maybe been one of those kind of feels like a potentially a safe pair of hands um, mm. in the same way as 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 Mark Gatiss and and Peter Harness and Toby Wethouse. They've kind of yeah they they've worked on Doctor Who. They've written for Doctor Who. They've worked as writer producers on sci-fi and fantasy pieces. Um, they kind of tick all the boxes. But he is the one so far, the only one to uh, definitively say no. Yeah, although we haven't asked everybody. We haven't rung them all up and said, listen, Mark, you're going to do Doctor well, Who? And he'd be well, like, he oh, won't no, return my calls, so I've tried. That's, a, that's I've for tried. another reason, though. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate issue. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's so many names out there. We mentioned uh, Michaela Cole, um, who I've got, I, I have a little pros and cons list. Um, and my pros for her was, she's very popular now and a great writer. And my cons were, she's very popular right now and a great writer, so she's just needs to do. <laughs> uh, um, and, yeah. uh, you know, I, I was thinking like Joe Barton, who did uh, Giri Hadji and is making a Batman series now. I reckon he'd do something really interesting with it. You know, we mentioned Jack Thorne earlier. You know, maybe after they finish his Dark Materials, he could bring Jane Tranter back to the world of Doctor Ooh. Who. That would be pretty cool. They'd, they'd do all that. I mean, that, James McAvoy is the Doctor. Daphne Keane. Ruth Wilson is the Doctor. Oh, my God. That would be so all, good. All would be excellent in different yeah. ways. All of them at the same time. The Doctor regenerates <laughs> into three people who are coincidentally the cast of his Dark Materials. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to think of what other names there were. I mean, you could pretty much name anyone who's, like, written an episode that you enjoyed and be like, oh, what a great showrunner. I've seen some people mm. say, like, oh, you should, you know, hire this person who... Like you see people, some people have mentioned like uh, big Finnish writers and stuff like that, obligatory mm. big Finnish mention. And they've said like, oh, you know, this person who I like. And like, I do feel like that kind of stretches the credulity a little in terms of you're definitely going to want someone who has TV experience and kind of like TV boss experience. Um, so it's, it, it is funny because it isn't as open as it appears. Like with who could be the doctor, as we said at the beginning, it really could be anybody, anybody mm. you know, who's a great actor, whether you know them or not could be the doctor and that's exciting yeah. especially now that you know it's opened up you can have a female doctor you can have a male doctor whatever you want with the showrunner it's kind of like there's a certain level you think of experience and kind of like notoriety that you think they'd want unless they do want to as we keep saying kind of dismantle the way that it's been done obviously we can only kind of speculate in the terms of how it's been done before and say like you know this is how they've done it that's how they've done it but you know if they do want to kind of change that then you know, then we could be completely wrong. And it could just be, they're going to have like a load of people. They're going to have like a producer figure. They're going to have like, you know, maybe a director more involved. Like, like you know, Loki um, mm. was Kevin Feige kind of behind the scenes for Marvel. Michael Waldron is head writer and has a team of writers. And Kate Heron's the director and directs all the episodes. And they're kind of a team. And no one of them is like, they're the boss, they're in charge. Maybe something like that. Who knows? Um, I'm interested to see to see what they do. I'm interested to see, you know, you're right in that like Matt Smith, when they cast Matt Smith, he was, he was 26 with a handful of TV credits to his name, mm. but that didn't, that's not really the point when you're hiring the new doctor. And obviously, obviously he was brilliant. Whereas you wouldn't hire a 26 year old writer with a handful of TV credits to their name to run doctor who, because it's, 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 a di it's just different, isn't it? It's like, it, it requires so much more experience and, and, and kind of qualifications in that sense. I guess, it's a which, little, like, I guess, I guess it's a little like, if you're like, you know, trying to, you know run a tv show like a like a daytime tv show and you could get someone relatively experienced to be like the presenter if you think they're a really great presenter but to like run itv you couldn't just <laughs> you couldn't get them to do that yeah if that makes sense yeah no exactly and that's no yeah that's no like mark on their character to, no. to say that they could they couldn't do that job um but I, I think the only other thing we haven't really talked about you know we've talked about um people who've worked on doctor who who could potentially do it we've talked about people who haven't worked on doctor who might I be feel like that's, i feel like that's both options what's the third option <laughs> Well, no, we've we've talked about people who um, have, have are keen and have put their names mm. forward. We've talked about uh, people who have ruled themselves out. There's also the possibility, of course, uh, that that we could see someone returning to oh, Doctor yes, Who, of course, as uh, as showrunner. Now, as you said, the BBC has said that uh, the new generation of Doctor Who will be revealed in due course, but we don't know exactly what the future of the show. Look, this is such a Doctor Who fan where we got like a whole series and several specials confirmed. And we're always like, already like, but what's yeah. next? But what's in 2023? That's <laughs> yeah, what I want. Exactly. What, what about the 60th? But but it is true. It's like we don't know what 
what lies ahead for the show beyond that it's possible as we've discussed before we could be looking at some kind of some kind of hiatus um and particularly for the 60th in 2023 could it be that the bbc might want to kind of have um have someone just you know to, to, to carry the torch of doctor who for that for that brief period in if we're looking at a gap between series especially if it's a gap that will be filled with a with a 60th anniversary special for example could the bbc look to you know approach russell t davies or and or Stephen moffat and say hey how about coming back not permanently i don't think i don't think that would happen but you know just to write a one-off special mm. um yeah that i think we, we shouldn't rule that out I'm, I'm not sure if either of them would want to do it necessarily not because you know, clearly they're both still um very passionate about doctor who and love the show but they just have a multitude of other things going on um but i think i think it's a possibility the beat that the bbc might at least think about doing that about approaching one or both of them and saying how about coming back for a for a one-off to kind of um tide us over you know that 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 sounds a bit <laughs> i'm sure they would do much more than that i'm sure they'd produce something wonderful and glorious but you know what i mean it's it wouldn't be the worst thing when if the future of doctor who's look, looking a little uncertain you kind of bring back someone like rusty davies and do a kind of a greatest hits yeah. type thing I guess it would depend as well because you'd need to sort of launch a new doctor as well, like where, how that would work. But like I did, I remember mm. I saw weirdly because he has topped our poll. Um, I remember I saw a few years ago a rumor that like the BBC wanted someone like Michael Sheen to do a kind of maybe this was getting mixed up with an I the idea of having a sort of serialized series, which we now know is happening. But there was something about like a limited series where like you just get Michael Sheen or someone like that in for like you know it's going to be five episodes or five specials. Mm. You just film them in a block and then they kind of like go yeah um like as, and like i feel like something like that could fit if you like got Russell davis or stephen moffat and they like had a new doctor but like everyone knew from the start this isn't the like status quo this is one project if yeah. you know what i mean you this get one thing yeah you do like you do like a two-parter or a three-parter written by russell t davies with hugh grant as the doctor yes. but only and that's and that's it and then they're both done as soon, yeah once that's done they're both done and that's it yeah like kind and of it's just... almost like a sort of anthology doctor who in terms of like it's like self-contained and then you move on and then someone else can like pick it up but um, yeah. yeah i mean that would be pretty cool i mean look you know a, a year or two ago i would have said that was impossible but you know look at what's happening now with we're doing centenary specials we've got a serialized uh five or six part six part story you know like they do change these things up you know quite a lot so who knows i mean the weird thing would be if jodie whittaker kind of like regenerates and we don't know who the next showrunner is going to be um and like it just ends on jodie whittaker regenerating and it's like we'll see you in a few years <laughs> we haven't worked there's, it out yet yeah there's just no one there to write the next doctor or the next doctor appears but doesn't say anything because they haven't picked the person who's going to write yeah, their yeah, dialogue yeah. They, they cast the doctor no. but they haven't actually but like, oh no we didn't write a script oh no what a mistake <laughs> quick just 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 look enigmatic yeah yeah yeah. it'll work and yeah. it probably would um but yeah i mean it's also worth knowing you know the fact that they didn't announce a new showrunner when they announced christian was leaving that's different to what they did with stephen moffat because when mm -hmm. he was leaving they said he's leaving but christian was coming in it's kind of interesting they didn't announce a showrunner because Obviously, they're going to need to get going fairly soon if they kind of want to keep the show going. So I'm interested to see what's going on. Maybe they have picked someone, just want to, they didn't want to announce it with, because they had Chris and Jody leaving, so it's a bit different this time. That's a big announcement. Yeah, maybe and it's coming out, you know. And they're not leaving for a little while. Like, you know, maybe it's a, it's a, it's a PR decision where you've got like a whole series yeah, plus specials, true. plus all of this. You don't it's want two to- two years, like... it's two years of Doctor Who, lest we forget. Like it's, yeah. it's all this autumn and then all of like next year and next autumn. Like they're not, because the centenary is pretty late next year, isn't it? Like it's, it's not early. Right, yeah. 
Even, like even if Sally Wainwright has signed up as the next show on it, for example, we don't need to know that yet, right? There's, yes. there's enough news. There's enough news. There's enough Doctor Who happening that we can wait for the announcement if it has already been decided. Yeah, and if it is Sally Wainwright, then they owe us a quid or something because you've been saying this for a while. I think. Oh, I put I I I put my uh, my my bet in years ago. I'm I'm going to be quids in if it is. That's why I'm pushing so hard for it. Um, but what do you think uh, if you're listening at home? Uh, do you have a pick for Doctor Who showrunner? Do you like any of the people we've talked about, or have we missed out? your favorite writer an obvious choice who would definitely do a brilliant job no matter what uh please let us know in the comments or on twitter at radio times or facebook you know why not wherever you want to do it um we'll be back next week uh we'll probably still be dissecting the same like, two press releases uh because it was a lot of <laughs> doctor who news uh in a very short space of time and we've just needed some time to decompress from it um until then i've been hugh i've been morgan uh and uh, once again you can argue argue in the comments below about who you think should replace us um and you know who who would do a really good job on the podcast neither of us are the showrunner of doctor who that we would be terrible we would, that, that we can that we can say with confidence we would be terrible yeah even if we did have you know russell c davis helping us i think we would it would definitely be an era people would want to forget um, <laughs> and on that note thanks for listening and goodbye